Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Latch Mama podcast. For those of you who are joining us for the first time, the Latch Mama podcast is a podcast for the mothers and parents in the trenches of motherhood, parenthood. I don't know. I try to open it up in case guys want to listen to us. Mm-hmm. I like it. I think guys could get a lot from our podcasts. Who knows? Um, so we are coming to you guys today with week three of our affirmation series. Um, the way this works is if you guys subscribe to the podcast, um, go ahead and share it. Tag us. It would be awesome for extra credit if you guys wanted to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you guys listen to it. That would be amazing as well. Um, go ahead and email all of those steps to podcast at latchmama.com. Um, and we will send you guys out a blanket that matches all these affirmations that we have been talking about. You're listening to Latch Mama Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Wirt, busy mom of six and owner of LatchMama.com. Join us each week as we talk about pregnancy, breastfeeding, postpartum, and all things motherhood. Um, So if you guys are new to the podcast or new to the series, um, go back and listen to week one and week two as well. Um, There's some good stuff there. I've listened to them both. It's just so funny to go back and listen to to myself. (laughs) <laughs> no, I don't mind. Like, I don't mind it because I actually sometimes really enjoy our podcast, which makes me happy because hopefully good. that means other people are enjoying it, too. Hopefully. But it's not like a self-serving like, oh, that was really good. Like, yeah, that was a really good point. I, I think made. we I'd like but to I, say we surprise ourselves. Yeah. Some of the things we say. And then I'm going to be like, I said that for me. I need to remember that. Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think when we show up for other people, sometimes we're the best versions we're, of ourselves that we don't normally maybe yeah. give to ourselves. I agree. Um, all right. So what are we talking about today? What is all our right. first one? We got, oh, we should just go one at a time. No, or you can okay. give all three so people can fast forward if they don't want to listen to okay. one or two. All three. Uh, I am so much more than just a mom. Okay. I trust my maternal intuition. I am allowed to take time for my own happiness. Wow. These are deep ones. Yeah, they are. So, okay. so we can start with the, uh, I am so much more than okay. just a mom, which, yeah. I was talking about this today or yesterday on my book call. So I think there are a couple, there are a couple of high points here. If you guys don't know, biologically something happens in your brain when you're pregnant and in those first few weeks and months of motherhood where you kind of matter a little bit less to yourself. Um, there are, um, your body does amazing things and your brain chemistry changes a bit. And suddenly that little baby is normally the most important Mm -hmm. thing. Kind of like, I wouldn't say like immediate connection is set up to happen, but I think there are some ways that you kind of stop valuing yourself as much and really focus on the baby. And that's done on purpose. Yeah. We put ourselves much lower on that priority list. Uh Yeah. Which is, I think, natural. And then I think we kind of come out of it at some point. But I think losing who you are and having to relearn who you are, I think, happens after every pregnancy and every birth. And it's something that we don't tell moms enough. Um, But I think that it's okay to feel like just a mom at the beginning because I think that that's the way our brains are set up to feel. But then I think at some point... um, Creativity starts to come back. Energy mm-hmm. starts to come back. Oh, desire for most people to find worth within their children, but other places as well, I think sometimes happens. Yeah. 
and what you do with that and how you find the time to serve yourself and those needs as well as your children, I think can be really hard for people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I was trying to think, you know, you think of like the daily things you would do like before, even when mm-hmm. you're just pregnant you didn't have this like big bundle of love and responsibility that you mm-hmm. had to take care of and just the things that you could do and you could get up and go here and you can mm-hmm. make whatever food this time and oh I'm gonna run this errand or yeah. oh let's go out to dinner and all these like normal things that just you know you look back and I kind of like took for granted like that time and that freedom and then you have this little this little thing that's just so precious to you but mm-hmm. all those other things go out the window yeah um and you feel like you're just a mom. And I think that's a hard thing to say because I think some people thrive, but all they've ever wanted to be is a mom. Yep. And really ju- being a mom and a partner or whatever is like absolutely sufficient for them. And mm-hmm. that's totally fine. So I don't want to like use that, mm-hmm. you know, little saying like the wrong way, but um, I gr- struggled like big mm-hmm. time. It's big, big time. It's so interesting because like I wanted to be a mom. I was 30 when I had my first baby, I was ready. I was hundred percent ready. Mm -hmm. And then it didn't happen the way that I had it in my brain. And motherhood did not feel the way that I thought it was going to feel. Um, and my husband always kind of said to me, like he, I mean, he still talks about that first year. I think he remembers it more maybe than I remember it. Um, cause it was just really, really hard for me. Um, but he always said, you know, you are so much happier with something in, I don't want to say besides the kids. I don't want to like make this one or the other, but like in tandem, like mm-hmm. there was something that yeah. I was not getting necessarily at home with those kids every day. And like, I needed I needed something more. But can we talk about like the all consuming, like Mm -hmm. mental, emotional, and physical drainage? Like you'd be like, go do something. I'm like, I don't even know if I have the ability to like enjoy actually like a meal right now. Like I literally just want to crash and stare at the wall or sleep Mm -hmm. or so it's like, I wanted that, Mm -hmm. but I was so drained that I didn't even have the energy to do said things. And I think it's just, It's so hard, too, because you have to learn about the fact that, like, especially when you have your first kid, like, your life is never the same. Like, going to Target or being away from your child is never the same. You are never only alone worrying about yourself ever Ever. again. And I think that's just such a giant shift Mm -hmm. is that, like, you're not just a mom but you're always a mom. So you are a mom with a job or you are a Mm -hmm. mom with that enjoys painting or you're a mom who's also a runner. Like you're always Always a mom. mom. And I think that that's something that gets so lost in our culture because I don't see that as a weakness. Like I see, especially the moms who work here Mm -hmm. as like, um, like I think motherhood brings so much like education and experience and responsibility. Like I, I love mm-hmm. having moms work here because I think it is such an amazing skill set. I don't think that there's any other place in the world that you learn how to multitask like a mom knows how yeah. to multitask. Agreed. Um, but I think adding something to your plate, mm-hmm. if it feels like something you need to do, um, I think is something that is important and you have to figure out how to do it. Yeah. 
And I remember when I first met you, mm-hmm. remember? And I was like, let's talk when I'm one. I'm like, because by then, when the, the fifth, six one. kids, yeah. I was like, you know, the pattern I've seen is kind of nine, 10, 11 months. Mm-hmm. I start to have a little bit of like the fog a little bit goes yeah. away and like <laughs> you're sitting and you're okay with a little toy and maybe yeah. you're sleeping a little bit better, maybe not, but like mm-hmm. you're kind of like, I can do this. I can make it <laughs> to one, yeah. you know, one years old and... I get a little bit like of that energy that I was talking about, like completely lacking Mm -hmm. in the beginning. Okay. I have a little bit of energy to explore over here and be a little bit creative because that's always been a part of me. And, but by fifth and sixth kids, maybe I'd kind of accepted Mm -hmm. just being in that trench and Mm -hmm. being exhausted. And it's okay if I don't, I'd like to go move my body, but you know what? I'm okay with starting it a little bit later mm-hmm. or I'm okay with only doing something creative a little bit later because this is kind of all I have to give yeah. right now. I think we really need to make sure that we're normalizing the seasons of motherhood. So like mm-hmm. we're saying it's okay. What is it? It's okay to be more than just a mom or I am more than just a mom. Yeah. There could be a season, especially in the immediate postpartum where you are going to be just, just a, mom. a mom. You are literally not going mm-hmm. to have any energy. You might not even have any energy to be a partner. Like you might, you might let yeah. some stuff slide there you know what? You're probably going to be a really shitty friend. Mm-hmm. You're probably not going to be able to show up for the people in your yeah. life the same way you did before. But that speaks to seasons and relationships and mm-hmm. where one steps up and, mm-hmm. you know, one needs more at certain times. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, seasons there as well. But I think that that's sometimes where some of the shame comes from and like the self doubt and am I doing this right? And why can't I still be that same mm-hmm. partner or that same friend that I was? So being just a mom for a season mm-hmm. is a hundred percent okay. Um, And I think we just need to make sure that if there are some of you guys that are out there that are like, oh, my gosh, I'm failing in every aspect of my life. But you know what? My baby's okay. That's okay. You don't you don't have to know what you want to do. I mean, I Mm -hmm. recently wrote Lindy and I's friendship story or the beginning of it for the book. And I was kind of taken back by the very clear very mature boundary that she set when I looked at her for those of you who don't know she came to this charity sale um, that I was putting on here and I hadn't seen her since high school and um, I knew that she designed wedding dresses because I bought like seven before I got married um, because I just kept looking for wedding dresses I'm sure if I had been like in therapy at that point that would have been explored as maybe I wasn't ready to get married or something I don't know I just kept buying wedding dresses because I wasn't sure what I wanted to wear I don't know but I knew that she designed wedding dresses I don't know maybe we overlapped on Facebook or something but she showed up at this sale and it was a really really hard experience for me the whole sale in general and you guys hopefully be able to read about it in the book but she looked at me and she had literally a baby carrier under each arm. And I, w- the girls were like, what? Like two months. Like two months old. I'd forgotten my frame. So I had to. Like, yeah. She, yeah. And so she was at this consignment sale and I looked at her and I said, I need help. Or we got to the point where I said I needed help. I think I said, I don't know how to design clothing. And in Lindy's smart ass, love her to death back. She said, I have one of your shirts and I love it. And I think it was like a really sweet. I don't think you said that. I think you're like, I'm looking to like get some help with. Yeah. But the first part of the car, I got there, but I didn't start there. I didn't start in that like vulnerable. Hey, I need some help designing clothing. I said, I don't really know what I'm doing. You design clothing. (laughs) And you were like, well, I have one of your shirts and it's fine. And I was like, you are going to make this harder for me than I need it to be right now because (laughs) I don't know how to ask for help. 
I don't know how to ask for and help, I didn't, but I'm I didn't in this super, <laughs> no, this super vulnerable place. So I had uh-huh. to like literally, then I got to the point where you just said, Hey, I, and I had to get to the point where I was like, I need some help. I need, I don't really yeah. know what's going on, but it was very interesting because she was very kind. But if you had asked me at that point, if she would have ever come work for me, I would have said no, because she just looked at me and she was like, I, I, I need a year. And I remember like just kind of looking at her and being like, of course you need a year. You have twins, whatever. But I was the whole point of the story is like I was at the point where Caroline was like four to five months old Mm. and I wasn't pregnant. And I was like kind of in that sweet spot where I was like kind of getting the energy back and I was getting the creativity back. And I think that that's something to so remember is like we meet moms on this journey and like. Mm you ebb and you flow. So like, I know as I continue to have more kids, I would suddenly be in the first trimester and I would be tired and I wouldn't be able to show up the same way or my, my kind of what I envisioned as like a complete life at the time would change a little bit Mm because suddenly I wasn't making dinner and I wasn't hanging out with my friends and I didn't want to go out. And you know, in that moment where I was like, I need help come join the latch mama family. And Lindy was like, yeah, no, I'm going to need a year. Like I honestly didn't think I was ever going to see her again. Um, But here, look at us. Yeah, no, I never forgot it. It was good. I was like, I just knew and maybe it was because they were like five and six, which like I'm sure when you had the other ones, you knew what you could tackle and what you needed help with and what you could do. And I mean, I was drowning pretty much. (laughs) And then here's this girl saying, hey, I've started this clothing line and people really want clothes, but I have no idea how to design them. Yeah. Can you come? But the thing of it is, is like I would have jumped at it, Mm -hmm. but knowing, you know, those all those little people that have to come before you is so hard to say you know i need to wait a bit or yeah. i know this is when i kind of have the energy to come back because yeah. i mean I if know. i had started it i don't know yeah it was great though it was wonderful but, oh hi friend but yeah the season yeah the seasons it's just all right what's our next so one? true all right i trust my maternal intuition Ugh. I think we need to, um, I'm a, I'm a big intuition person in general in life. I have learned through probably having no time to really do extensive research on anything that I do in life that I'll do some research. I'll do some learning. I'll read some books, but in the end, nine times out of 10, my intuition is what guides me. Maybe is that spiritual? I don't really know. I've done I've done some deep dives there too to figure out what that intuition is and where it comes from. I think some of it just comes from experience and stuff like that. So I was wondering, like, is um, that part of it? Some of it comes from just if in doubt, I just decide to be a good, kind person. Mm-hmm. Um, like if something like doesn't make like financial sense with the company, or but I'm still pulled to do it mm-hmm. nine times out of ten, I'm just gonna do it because it's I'd rather do the right, right. thing than do like the money thing you know mm-hmm. um but in terms of like the kids and the maternal intuition i don't know i just had a really like <laughs> so matthew was up matthew's like i don't know what 15 months old he was up like a couple of nights ago and like he's a really really good sleeper i normally don't hear from him if i do i hear from him like once he's a in night. the big big kid room now right? no i mean he's he's yeah i mean he's in our closet which is like attached to our oh. master bedroom or master bathroom okay. but then like i'm in the master yeah, bedroom yeah. so he's in a crib and he's in there but um he woke up a couple of times and he kind of had some weird poop as well and I was like I bet this kid maybe has an ear infection because we all kind of had a family cold so I was stupid and if 
you're a pediatrician listening to this, please don't get mad at me right now. But I gave him like just a little bit of antibiotics that was in my refrigerator and all of us. But then I was like, do I really want to mess up his gut? And like, I don't really know if it is. And he's really not that sad and he's not really that upset. Mm -hmm. And then he started sleeping probably because I gave him one round of one dose of antibiotics. But anyways, um, I came home from work yesterday and his eardrum ruptured and I had this moment where I was like, how did I not know this kid had such a terrible ear infection? Like, where was my intuition? Like, it was kind of there a couple of days ago when he wasn't sleeping. But like, how did it fail me here? Like, how does this kid just have disgustingness pouring out of his ear for the first time in my parenthood journey? So first time in a decade I've seen this happen. Like, how did I miss it? Where was my intuition? Yeah, but you're such a good mom. And I think some things with those, like the ear infections drive me bonkers. Yeah. I swear I had one kid with a rash who had an ear infection. One kid had a fever with an ear infection. One kid had a sore throat. Oh, ear infection. Mm -hmm. Like those ones, I am almost at a complete loss unless they're really little and the sleeping. I know. The sleeping gets me, but those are so, so difficult to know. I know. And And once we get to how many kids do we have, like we're not rushing to the doctor. Really. It's so. Yeah. And it, I mean, it's fine. But I think that I realized probably felt so good after that. Oh, he's great. He's talking. He's laughing. He's running around, which yeah. he was kind of doing before. I, I guess if I had spent more time, I, I, no. I don't know. Like I wouldn't have brought him anywhere regardless because he didn't have a fever and he wasn't acting terribly. And yeah. I don't know. anyways, but I guess what I'm saying is, is that like I truly rely on that intuition so much and I think Mm -hmm. it can get skewed sometimes I think when the kids are sick and I get scared um Mm -hmm. it gets a little wonky wonk there um but I think for the most part yeah it is literally what guides me every single day yeah I get a little all consumed sometimes like a bit consumed by the situation like sick stuff sometimes Uh um I was thinking almost also speak to like the experience part of that Mm -hmm. and maybe that's where I mainly go is like I can if we're planning something or hey let's go do this Mm -hmm. like I just (laughs) like I just know I I know Mm -hmm. how it's going to go down I know if it's something we should do or we should not um, whether it's for the kids or whether it's for my husband and I Mm -hmm. like you just kind of know and I mean half the time it's like mom's not always right but most of the time she's right and that's what my kids say all the time and, and I, I will s- literally something will happen. I'll walk away. I'm like, I told you. Like, yep. <laughs> and I think sometimes I try though to challenge myself, and I normally always <laughs> regret it. Like you said, like you know. Things- do you have an example? Well, like so, we don't normally do anything on the weekends. We are like homebodies. Like we stay at the it's farm. Like, it's yeah. chill time. It's our time, literally, with our kids because we don't see as much of them during the week as we would mm-hmm. like to we don't really plan anything we'll have friends over if day of everybody is well and everybody's happy I try and yeah. like you know have people over for a fire pit or something like that um and it's fine like our kids need to go on adventures but they go on adventures during the week because they're homeschooled and it's just whatever so but my mom wants to go fossil hunting 
um, at a state park on Saturday morning. And I'm giving her full agency to go do this, to go. She's called them. It was really funny because they were like, we only take 25 people. Um, so you're fine. And mom was like, well, I have like eight. And it was just really funny. So it was like their own private little fossil thing. But um, so she wants to do that. But then we have Caroline's birthday party in the evening and she has a Zoom call for some missions trip she's going on. I know it is a two packed of a day. And I know that. And I should pull back somewhere from like my mother intuition. Somebody is going to melt down. The party is not going to go well. Somebody is going to be too tired, too overstimulated. There will be tears. Yeah. There will be fighting. Hopefully it happens after everybody's gone and bedtime is just hard. Like that is like hopefully worst case scenario, but I think it's too much for a day. And yeah. I know that. And my intuition is telling me that it's not going to be yeah. kind of the birthday that Caroline really deserves because they're running off down to the river at the beginning of the day. I don't know. We'll see. That one's really difficult because it's not like you're going to cancel the party. Not, and it's well, really hard yeah. when a grand, uh, like a parent, uh -huh. our, one of our parents, their grandparents, yeah. is like, hey, I really want to do this and take mm -hmm. them. I have a hard time saying no, don't yeah. take my kids. Yeah. Because, you know. But it was the hey. first thing I said to Lindy when I came in this morning and I was like, like, hey, I don't, know. Oh, don't think this is good. <laughs> and she's like, well, at least they'll be out of the house so you can like decorate and clean. And I was like, but I'll have the baby. <laughs> like, it's just, it's all a lot. But it's funny though, because I think you learn like, and then you have to and like that's the hard part too is like the intuition of hey I know this isn't going to go well but it's not your partner that you have to talk you don't have to let your partner lean in there but you have to let your kid lean in there because that's where they learn and that's their lessons like mm -hmm. hey that kid's really never been nice to you before yeah do you, do, do you really want to go outside and play basketball yeah. with them and then your child comes in with hurt feelings you know 20 minutes later mm -hmm. but that was something that you had the intuition that it wasn't good, yeah. but do you have to let them lean into it and learn that stuff yeah. themselves? And also maybe if you really are set, you're mm -hmm. like, got it. This is not going to work out. Or I want to make this decision. Like mm -hmm. that's your intuition. That like social pressure of being a mom, mm -hmm. like, oh, I should go run off and do this and then yep. follow up with this. And though, and then everybody goes out mm -hmm. to eat after, or I'm just like making yep. up a scenario, mm -hmm. but it's like, I know that is not going to be good for like our family or a decision and yeah. to be okay and be confident in that. Or sometimes you just, you know, push the line and you try it, but mm -hmm. you know, yeah, it doesn't normally, normally afterwards you can find good things that happen, especially when you go out, you go like against yeah. the intuition. It's always nice to be right though, but you just have to get through it. Yeah. I don't know. But the, but the maternal intuition with the kids, as mm -hmm. far as sickness and mm -hmm. feeling off, like mm -hmm. I just, you just can't, I feel like you can't go wrong kind of following your gut whenever mm -hmm. you have that feeling. Yep. Like, take them in. If it's nothing, it's nothing. But, mm -hmm. like, most of the time, most of the time, when I've taken them in, it has been something. I may not have gotten it right, mm -hmm. like, whether it's mm -hmm. flu or strep or yeah. ear or some skin thing. Um, yeah. Sickness, you know. Though, sickness, though, is when mine goes wonky. Like, sickness <laughs> is when I need help. Like, when I need, like somebody sometimes to bring me like back to center That's which true. is nice because I have a really great pediatrician who comes to our house and yeah. he's fantastic and he can put me back to where I need to go sometimes um I don't That's know just true. because we love them so much yeah you know and then so. just through COVID that really yeah. threw me off just sickness and medical wise too that was yeah. just really difficult to make decisions yeah. through that time and I feel like we're still kind of in a little mm -hmm. bit of but that intuition of, of that. like what is best for your kid Mm -hmm. but then sometimes learning 
like I just said this a few minutes ago, but it's just one of the hardest takeaways for me, especially as the kids get older is like your mother, like your intuition says this is not going to end well Mm -hmm. from a feeling standpoint or from an anything standpoint. And they're going to learn this great big lesson from it. But sometimes you just have to let them go do it. And that sucks. Yeah. Because your heart's outside of your body and it's in their little like, I don't know. Yeah. That's <laughs> hence why the work kids are homeschooled. We want to protect them forever <laughs> from the mean people in the world. No. But I don't know. All right. What's next? All right. Last one is I am allowed to take time for my own happiness. Hmm. I keep groaning after all of these and I'm really, really sorry, guys, but it's like all I'll stuff say, that we have to learn. I'll say something though. I struggle with the word happiness. Yeah. I think it comes and goes. And so I don't know if we can replace that with something a little bit better, but we can still keep that sentence. Maybe like your my own, own well being, my own growth. Like just, yeah. I don't yeah. know. How, how many years into motherhood before you learned that? <laughs> but I feel like I'm still learning that. Yeah. No, six kids into Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Maybe. Yeah. Six kids. I remember the first time my in-laws came and took my kids like for the entire day Mm -hmm. and it hasn't really happened since then. I think there was maybe two then and I don't think, I think we probably maxed out at three in terms of like somebody actually like an in-law like coming and taking them, but it was a Saturday Mm -hmm. or Sunday and I had the whole day to myself and it's just that one, like you see it all over like reels and TikTok and stuff. It's like the kids go to bed and what do you do? Do you clean the house? Do you prep for the next day? Do you you know yeah. do laundry or do you sit and eat chocolate and and watch tv yeah. and you know work on yourself or what's going to bring you happiness and it's such a hard decision um i don't know looking I, looking back is there something you would have changed or one thing you would have added or you know having one kid there's something that really would have helped you week to week in terms of my own happiness something for you I mean I absolutely wish I had started therapy 10 years ago I wasn't ready I couldn't have done it it would have been a different relationship with whoever I found therapy wise like it's happening exactly when it's supposed to be um but I wish I wish I could have been the parent that I now can be to all of my children to you know Nathan when he was younger or the next one I mean I yelled Mm -hmm. a lot I was really reactive I wasn't a great partner. I would walk away from conversations. I wouldn't be able to sit with feelings. Um, I just was ragey kind of all the time. Like not yeah. like ragey at the kids, but just kind of in a, always in this like constant state of not feeling good enough and not yeah. feeling like, I don't know, I was getting things right and stuff. And I think just now, by the way, I started therapy two years ago today. Um <laughs> I know. Happy anniversary. Yeah, I know. Isn't that hilarious? <laughs> so just to normalize it a bit, I mean, it yeah. was, it, it's been, it's been life changing for me and for Eric and for our kids. And I can't tell you like the little, like, it's funny cause there's the big things like that I can tell you, Hey, I can stay in an art. Like Eric will look at me and he, I mean, probably it's happened probably four times in the past two years, but our relationship is completely different and I don't think we've I've talked about my relationship with my husband in therapy more than two or three times but it's just different because I'm slowly coming down from that just like constant hypervigilant state I think Mm -hmm. and just kind of trusting myself a little bit more which starts to affect every relationship in my life um 
so yeah, I mean, I wish I could have parented from this place 10 years ago. I yeah. knew I I'm, wasn't ready to do this work 10 years ago. So yeah. it all balances out. And I have a lot of self-compassion about that. But at the same time, um, yeah, if you do feel yourself ready and you guys do have the means, um, I think that that is one place that is a really good investment in yourself. Um, it can help with all everything of these that we are talking about yeah it's like just everything it's just such a good foundation yeah and then there's like the other like random therapy wins like i had a list of like 20 different shows on netflix and i could never watch the last episode of them because i never wanted to say like goodbye to the story or the characters i know i'm gonna show you guys all of my crazy right now um but I could do all of it's that. It's not crazy. It's, it's just, just, it's weird. It's, it's so, so funny. Like what you, what you carry with you in life. So I never could say like, I never wanted to know like how the stories ended or how yeah. the stuff, I don't know. So I could go back and watch all of those. Sex is better. Touch in general is better. Um, I don't know. I'm not addicted to sugar anymore, which is a really cool thing. I think we talked about that a couple podcasts ago. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's cool. Awesome. It's great. It's a great way to hit a lot of things at one time if you yeah. can make the investment in your unhappiness. Yeah. But I mean, wine and chocolate and going for a walk are, are good too yeah. if therapy is not your well, thing. Well, that's, that's what I was going to hit on. If I could have implemented one little thing, mm -hmm. it would have been going for a walk yeah. every day, at least just getting outside. But the thing with me is when I look back there, literally stepping foot outside of the home with a baby with the mm -hmm. things was absolutely like debilitating. Like I, it was so difficult with one child, two children, it was so hard. Now I went outside, we went places yeah. like I ended up going to the gym, but in that beginning, if there was something I could have done for me, it would have been an intentional walk, whether it's five minutes, whether it was 30 minutes, because I don't think I really started. I would put Nellie and then I would put the twins in my wrap mm -hmm. and I would do a, like a mile walk. Yeah. But just being outside, but this kind of ties in with your, with therapy mm -hmm. and kind of meditation is being in the moment. Like, mm -hmm. what am I hearing? What am I smelling? Like, mm -hmm. you know, at back then I couldn't view it at that. I was just so completely overwhelmed. But yeah. if I could, yeah, I think a walk is a fantastic way to that, get outside. That link between feelings and your body is one of the wildest things that I've discovered in my forties, like wildest things. I mean, yeah. I didn't understand. I didn't. I never knew that feelings were called feelings because you feel them in your body. Mm. I never knew that. Did you know that? No, <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> um, but the question you always get at therapy: is, When you feel that, where are you feeling it in your body? And yeah, the no. first time I heard that, I'm like, it's, it's in my brain. Like you know, like yeah. no, so but funny. it's yeah, so no, true. Yeah, no, it's crazy. We, we can't get that. We can't go down that road. We can't get that hokey in <laughs> therapy with me because I am still very much black and white. Um, remember, I don't cry either. Um, but I think that really one of the cool parts about it and whether it comes from a book or whether it comes from therapy or whatever is just trying to learn yourself. Brene Brown had this amazing quote that I found this week that and I'm going to butcher it, so I'm not going to actually try to say the quote, but the takeaway is, is that your connection to others is completely reliant on your connection to yourself. So if you are not connected with yourself, mm -hmm. you're not going to be able to connect with others. Um, and your relationships are not going to be as healthy or yeah. 
great as they could be if you truly knew yourself. The whole you can't love somebody else without loving yourself, I think, is kind of crap Um, because I think there are going to be stages where you don't feel great about yourself and you don't love yourself. But I think when you flip that around a little bit and you use connection and knowing yourself, Mm -hmm. and maybe that is a little bit easier in terms of to kind of swallow, especially in the motherhood years, because there mm-hmm. might be times where you don't love yourself, but that does not make you unworthy of right. love from others. But I think yeah. truly trying to dig in and figure out, you know, your connection to yourself and where some of that stuff is really helps with that additional connection, which we all need yeah. for happiness. Yeah. But yeah, I think just taking time mm-hmm. for yourself, which you can always have plans and then they go sideways. Mm-hmm. Like I was supposed to have a haircut today and you try to set up time to do something for you and it gets canceled. And that was like really difficult when I was younger, when you were like in the trenches and you're mm-hmm. looking forward to like, my mom's going to take him for two hours mm-hmm. or something. And then yeah. the plans get canceled. Like there were years where I didn't even know what to do. Like I felt when that was taken away from mm-hmm. me, it was really, really difficult. And I just thought it's better, it. but like, yeah. But when you have all the little kids to do something alone for you, like you almost have to have that help. Yeah. And it's hard because like, I don't think that I'm in a healthy place with that. I just don't plan anything anymore. Like I just said about Saturday. I mean, that birthday party was planned this morning slash yesterday. And it's always really confusing. I think sometimes to like my parents or other people, but that is how I have to operate because I don't know if everybody's going to be okay, like what's happening. I don't, I don't know. Like I just, I think that that, that kind of suffering that comes in those moments of uncertainty or disappointment is not something that I feel like is another ball I can have in the air. So therefore I just don't really plan anything. And I take every day as it comes, which I think probably leaves me a little bit in this hamster wheel. Mm -hmm. Um, but I try to look forward to things the day that they're happening, which is weird. Yeah. Like I could plan date nights. Like I have one of our nannies date night, any night I want on the table. Um, and I don't think we, I go out of my way to ever plan one because I'm think I'm worried that if I plan it, that I'm going to mm. get my hopes up. And then for some reason, somebody's going to be sick or something's going to happen yeah. and it's not going to happen. And then what do I do with that disappointment and that grief? And how do I parent through that? And how do I lead a company through that? And even yeah. if it's something as simple as a it's haircut, but like I just watched that happen in real time. Like we got on the podcast, we were getting ready to start. <laughs> and I was like, Hey, what are our three affirmations? And Lindy didn't look up and I asked her again and I was like, what are our three affirmations? She's like, hold on. And I was like, oh shit, something's going down on her phone. And she was like, um, I've got to cancel my haircut for like the fourth time in a row. Yeah. Like and it was years. shitty because all of a sudden in one minute, you know, like yeah. the nan- like the help cancels and Just Lindy life. can't go get her hair done, which I'm sure you were looking it's, forward. It's not the hair. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I was looking forward to it. It's not, but it's okay. And, but years ago, I would have probably been in tears, like, yeah, really upset. Um, because I think it was so needed, like, when you have really like the little ones. Um, yeah, you know, that, that to me was really important. But, you know, life moves on. I'll probably hack it off myself tonight. No, it, it moves, Um, it moves on, but there's like, (laughs) but there's like that disappointment, I think, when we're holding everything. So, what is the yeah. takeaway? I don't. I think finding those little things for you is very important. 
um, I think it is important to step outside and try and make those plans, but in knowing that these things can change mm-hmm. kind of like a birth plan or, you yeah. know, any plans. Um, but I think it also looks different for everybody. Mm-hmm. I think some people need more yeah. than others. Yeah. Um, but there are those little things mm-hmm. that you can do. Yeah. I think the theme definitely of the three that we talked about today is if you can find the time to start learning yourself again and you're yeah. going to be different and don't be afraid of that or you can or be afraid of it but work yep. through those feelings um because i don't think any three of those affirmations work unless you spend some time learning who you are what's important to you what's important to your family yeah. what to prioritize where you're willing to give where you're willing to take all of that mm-hmm. stuff um and then slowly starting to figure out um i agree you know what's going to make you happy because yeah. you matter and I think accepting, like you're going to be a different person, right? Kind of post-birth that first mm-hmm. year, but accepting that every year you're going to continually kind of grow and change. Yeah. So just keep, yeah, Trying. learning about you. Yeah. All right, guys. Yeah. Uh, subscribe, share, send us an email, and we will send you a blanket. Bye, Bye guys. Bye.